0: Hi, my name is Lewis Howes, and welcome to The Daily Motivation Show.
1: Here's the biggest lesson I've learned in five years, the mastery of my capacity. And your capacity is taken by a lot of different things, but one of the main things that takes your capacity is stress, what I'd call stuck stress things that you just can't release, can't Mm. let go, people in your life, all these different things, the stress over money, stress over where you're at, like happy, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, it is this drainage on your energy that pulls from your actual capacity, right? Then now you try to overcorrect and try to do all these things and then you get burnt out. Even super ambitious, driven people, like just keep the hammer down all the way till you need a complete reset. The only way to get capacity, once you get to a place of, of free, right, where I have no more stuck stress. Stress doesn't exist inside me, right? All of the things that ever caused stress, I cleared and then built systems to protect me from ever happening, right? What so, was the
0: one you had to let go that was
1: the hardest? I, look, I, I, there's no specific one. Uh, because I do that, the, the beauty of that qualitative, asking yourself every day, how do, how do I feel about my life? Mm. How do I feel about my work? How do I feel about my health? When you ask yourself that, you come up with a number and a reason why. And when the number's low, and and the reason why is someone you work with, and that happens two or three times, it's so clear to you that okay i need to remove this i need to adjust it or whatever yeah yeah. and and i think even like a big one early on was just not understanding money and you know we talked about in 2016 how profound you know money match the game was for me and and how it began this evolution of learning money but but it it was a, a huge one for me but in that period once I saw that happening, man, this is actually bringing to surface all these things about my life, work and health that, bo- that are bothering me that became now easy to eliminate because it's like, oh, well, that, there's that again. Like, OK, let's avoid, let's just stop that. Right. Versus like when it's coming from all these different ways, it's hard to tell which, what, what is actually yes. causing the stress. Right. And so as I got to that level of getting clear now, I, there's this extraordinary energy behind it. Part of that process, too, was like, okay, I no longer want to do things that take energy from me. I only want to do things that give me energy. So here's your option. You need to either learn it well, really well so that that it can, be, it can take less effort so it now begins to give you energy, like not take it from you. You either need to automate it or you need to hire someone. Outsource it. Yeah, yeah you know, and it's like as I transition to seeing everything through the lens of how do i drive it to automation everything began to change
0: what were the three biggest things you automated or outsourced that were taking a lot of energy from you
1: i mean look you, you got to think i built an entire system around my life yes. right like and this is my chief of staff and my two assistants run my life operating model called the rhythm of existence that it, that's an 80 page document that is basically you know, food delivery, how our housekeepers and nannies work, like travel, like haircuts, like meeting agendas, schedules, family agendas, all the weekly date nights, everything to do with operating and running my entire existence. All the it. like if there's a, a leak, you just go into the document, here's all the plumbers that would wow. deal with it. Like it is, it is basically eliminating an, a giant aspect of mm. your core life that now is, is humming by itself in a great example of true create something automate it and then optimize it right because greatness is found in optimization yes. after you've automated right is ridiculousness right because you got to think i'm i used to shoot 30 or 40 a year and you know it would take all this time of lead up and production it would take so much energy i'd be there all day to shoot two episodes i eventually Started to optimize it, evolve it. Then I went to shooting three a day. Uh, Then, then I started stop going to production meetings and standardized how Mm -hmm. we delivered scripts to me. And now uh, I no longer have to look at no guest scripts. Like I, I just Uh slowly got the entire thing down to where I don't even need to meet with producers anymore. They send me the shows. I have the scripts with all these adjustments I can make. I watch it one time, make all my adjustments, and then go shoot it. And now I shoot six a day. Six? Instead of shooting uh, two a day. And I shoot six between 9 a.m. and 3 o'clock where I used to shoot two between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., right? And so when you look at my time, you know, where I'm I've tagged my time and, and you know, a, again, designed pure balance, right? Wow. And then tagged it all in the calendar. And so it, it, it pumps out the dashboards of how I spent my time. And it's even wow. fascinating to me that I spend 30% with my family, 30% uh, sleeping, 30% working, 10% on health. But when you wow. look at the data, I shoot 250 episodes and it is 4% of my total time in a year. Right. And that is when you have just gotten to a place of extraordinary optimization and efficiency. But what is it? It becomes effortless. It only requires the energy to go and do it. Where it, in the beginning, you're thinking about it all the time. You're, you're thinking about the get, yeah, what do I got to do? And like, and then the, you're trying to get prepared and all of these things that are part <clears throat> of that, that ultimately get there. Now I go back to it's 4% and takes very little energy so that I have a ton of capacity, right? So it's like every time something comes, every time I do something new, it's like, how can I drive it? What's the pathway to automation? You know, because even doing the podcast, I didn't know how I wanted to do it but I knew that I didn't want to do it interview style because wow. it's like, I just think of like how hard it is to like book guests, <laughs> right? like a lot, like, man. I just it's think a full-time of the, job. That's what I'm saying. Like I think of like all that, then researching to get all these things. Like I, when I, when I think about like pushing to that, it was too difficult. Then it was like, what's the, why am I doing it? Because I need a, I need a platform for people to hear the way that I speak and think about business. To attract other great entrepreneurs to want to build companies with me. That is the primary focus of it, right? And ultimately, who better to do that with than just the people that you build companies with, right? Mm. So that's why I launched it of just telling the stories and now it's partners going through it. I'm continuing to transition the format until I can get to a place where I can see it, where I could do it effortlessly. And now I can optimize it. Now, how do I just make this better and better and better? How do I, how do I, like, just turn that now into the entrepreneurs' life and business, uh, Dave Ramsey type of show? Right. You know what I
0: mean? And but he you, doesn't need guests on all the time either. It's his philosophy, coaching, mentoring,
1: right? right and something i get way more energy from
0: and then i still
1: bring on my partners to be part of the monologue yes. to be like advice on part of the show when we launch a new company i still do the specials to do it but i launched it and i had to feel through it i had to yeah. feel through it right because another thing that i really discovered over these five years that's actually anything you ever want to do in your life and you first have to come up with the idea the next yeah. thing you do is diligence okay do I want to do this what does it take to do this like yeah. you've got to like figure out like you know do I want to do this then you gotta you gotta build the plan right like so now you build the plan and boy it's exciting mm-hmm. because now you're like oh
0: man I'm, this is gonna be amazing right then the right? plan fails right? no, at some point <laughs> no look
1: then you launch it right now it's real Right. Now it's like, oh my God, this doesn't work. Is this ever going right, to work? Right. It's all the doubt. All, you know, in business they call it the Valley of death. You don't have a real business till you have product market fit. But I believe that then when you get past the launch and you find product market fit, you scale. Mm -hmm. you now grow you expand and grow because you figured it out you learned everything that you needed to learn to be able to plan more precisely to actually achieve what you didn't fully understand when you Mm -hmm. built the plan earlier because you'd never done it before right Right? you have to actually experience something to begin to understand what you actually need to do to accomplish it but you could almost tie that to anything you attempt to do that's a relationship right when your first relationship oh we kind of like like, let me see is she really like the one like hey you're couple dates like hey let's get into a relationship oh but that offended you like oh, oh, so, oh you don't <laughs> like oh you're like i don't really like silent movie you know whatever it's like before you decide if it a fit boom you can grow together right yes, like yes. It, it's it's this almost foundational structure of any creative idea having the ability to grow and scale